Welcome to Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. Our guest will be Emma Bodenstein, baseball agent and esports business owner. First, let's check out what is happening this week in the sports world. Gronk is back, but now on the Bucks. Tom Brady plus Sunshine got the polar bear back on the field. Also in the news, we had live sports this week, the NFL Draft. And with sports comes controversy. Greg Cody of the Miami Herald guessed more picks correctly than Mel Kuyper Jr. Is Mel slipping? Strange news alert. A North Carolina couple have launched a new career for the 8-year-old mini donkey and other horses. For $50, they will join your Zoom call. Now that's a lot of horsing around. Our next segment is unscripted. Some shows have a mystery crate or a fancy producer to give them content. Me, I have a lucky Patriots hat. I'm going to draw out some papers and let you know what I think. These are not just hot takes. They are in fuego. First, the SEC is the best football conference. I agree with that completely because for the past, I don't know, three years, their players have been picked the most out of any conference in college football. They have great players, great coaches, the great conference. I like this opinion. Second off, the NBA will return this year. I do not agree with that because because of the COVID-19 virus, it will probably go into the summer And I don't think the NBA will have enough time to play enough games so they could pick the best teams in the NBA to go to the playoffs. So I don't think uh, the NBA season will return this year. Third, my unscripted segment, flat wings or drumsticks. I think drumsticks are better. Even if they're more messier, I like them better because they got more meat on them. A drumstick also is more fun. It has a built-in handle. Lastly, better home for the NFL draft. Cliff Kingsbury or Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones was flexing so much. He was on his yacht, his super yacht. But Cliff Kingsbury had a fire pit. He had a big backyard, huge house. I would have to say Jerry Jones because the fire pit doesn't really work in Arizona because it's so hot there. And Jerry Jones is just floating on the sea calmly. So I have to go with Jerry Jones because he's he's away from people and he's doing the more right thing. And that was it for our unscripted segment. Our next segment on the clock is Heroes and Zeros. 
hosted by my twin brother, Gabriel. Take it away, Gabriel. Thank you, Jonah, and welcome to Heroes and Zeros. This segment is where we focus on the best and the worst of the sports world. This week's Zero of the Week, Florida Man gets arrested for working out in a closed park. Guess who? Tom Brady, when he could have been working out in the 30,000 square foot house that he's renting from Derek Jeter. What a zero. This week we have got a lot of heroes. Our first hero of the week is Russell Wilson for donating 1 million meals to Seattle Food Lifeline. Another hero is Drew Brees for donating $5 million to the city of New Orleans. Another hero is Freddie Freeman for donating $125,000 total to charities. And one of our last heroes is Beast Mode. Marshawn Lynch was handing out masks in Oakland. And our final hero of the week is the NFL who raised more than $100 million for COVID-19 during the draft. But we cannot get enough heroes, so thank you to all the doctors and the people on the first line helping us with the pandemic. Thank you. Now back to you, Jonah. Time for my draft review. The draft was this week. Let's see what you'll see what I thought about it. Home edition. There were some strange moments in the draft this year. Giants GM Dave Gettleman put on a mask in his own home. Did he really think that his picks stunk that bad? Nike was part of the draft. Not the shoe company, but Bill Belichick's dog. He was cute, but fierce. Nike Nike probably made the picks because they avoided every quarterback in the draft. Going out west, Cliff Kingsbury, what a crib. A fire pit turned on in Arizona, now that's a little odd. And one final real thing, Mike Vrabel's house. What was going on in there? They were some good players that landed in good places, like J.K. Dobbins. The running back for, from Ohio State goes to the Baltimore Ravens. He's elite power rusher. He just made the Ravens a beast offense got better. Then Miami not only got Tua, but an offensive lineman to help him have protection so he can make those deep throws and give Miami the victory. And later, I will give you my top five teams that I think did great in the draft. But first, I am just a kid, and even I could have done better than some of the GMs. Aaron Rodgers has no wide receivers. But the pack still got him a backup quarterback. Why in the world the Jerry Judy went after Henry Ruggs the third made no sense whatsoever. Now time for my movie and show review. With everyone stuck at home, we're all watching more TV and movies than ever before. This week, I want to tell you about one TV show that I've been watching a lot. All-American. It has gotten better. This TV show on Netflix is about a football player in high school who was one of the best in L.A. But with football 
on his mind, he still thinks he needs to protect his best friend from getting bullied. And he still needs to improve his reputation at his new school in Beverly Hills. My guest today is Emil Bodensen, a baseball agent. He now has an eSports business. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, no problem. How you doing? Good. What have you been doing so since the pandemic started, it really didn't affect me too much because I've been working from home. The only thing is I wasn't able to travel to uh, do live events yeah. or any types of, you know, conventions. Yeah. But but we we work from home already and, and almost all of our, um, uh, you know, work is online on Twitch. So or or other platforms like Facebook Live and YouTube Live. So yeah. it hasn't affected us too much. We've been very lucky. Yeah, so you're, you're used to uh, working from home and all this uh, technology. Yes, not, not as much as now. I like to go outside more, eat at some restaurants and things like that. But yeah, it, it, other than that, it's been the same. So um, can you tell me about being a sports agent? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's uh, a lot different than what th people think. I think they see movies or they see uh, different you know, perceptions in their head because they saw something on ESPN or on SportsCenter. But it's really about building relationships and spending a lot of time. Uh, for me, I was doing a lot of the recruiting and, and then I did the health and wellness. So from the recruiting side, I was just on the road all the time. Uh, in Florida, because we have nice weather, weather yeah. there's baseball tournaments pretty much every single weekend. So every weekend you're going to a different tournament either looking at a new player or uh, trying to build a relationship with an existing player that you're trying to recruit or that you already signed and you want to you know how they're doing so you can talk to the scouts and the teams about it. So I've been wondering, why did you pick a, uh, to be an agent? You know, I always loved sports. And, uh, you know, when I was younger, I, I was a school teacher when I first got out of college and, and – uh, you know, you know, had had a big change in my life and, and decided at that point I was going to do what I loved. So I got into the sports world, um, started out doing memorabilia and, and licensing and um, got licensed by Major League Baseball and the Players Association. And then uh, when I when I sold my company, um, I was lucky enough to uh, get a job. Someone said, how do I know you can be an agent? And I said, all right, I'll prove it to you. And I went out and signed someone. Uh, he was a pitcher for the uh, Port St. Lucie Mets, and oh. then uh, I got hired, and, and that's kind of how it happened. So you said you had a big change in your life. What was that big change? I'm a stage three cancer survivor. So uh, when, when I was uh, diagnosed with cancer and after I was lucky enough to be cured, I was treated at H. Lee Moffitt. I you know, decided that I was going to focus on doing things in life that I loved. A great story. So how did you get into eSports? Because you went um, from an agent to eSports. How did you get there? No, that's a great question. It was mostly my players. And again, ironically, I had a minor leaguer on the New York Mets, and he was a big gamer. Uh, he asked me about playing in this tournament called Friday Fortnite with someone named Ninja, who's huge now. Back then, I didn't really know who Ninja was. Um, and, you know, I ended up uh, calling this kid. He told me to call, and, and he said, you know, I play in the tournament, but I don't know anything about this. And he gave me a phone number. 
And the next thing you know, I was on with the CEO of the company, uh, of a company called UMG named Dave Anthony. Hmm. And we uh, started talking and he said, well, instead of just getting Bryson's tournament, I want to do a tournament with all the players in baseball. And, and I said, well, I think we need a license to do that. And uh, one thing led to another, and we ended up getting an eSports license uh, for Major League Baseball Players Association. Um, and that's kind of how it happened. Was it a hard path to get to, or was it like a straightforward? No, it, it wasn't. I called the Players Association. They said they'd like to get into eSports. They didn't have anyone doing it at the time. We were a little bit of ahead of our curve. Uh, we got lucky because winter meetings rotates different cities every year, and that year it was in Vegas. So uh, there was a lot of esports facilities in Vegas. We did a live tournament with 23 professional athletes at a place called The Wall. And um, it just kind of went from there. So what sports did the players play? Like what, uh, what video? What games? Yeah. Um, back then, um, they played – they liked playing Battle Royale games, you know, which they still do now. Or I mean, right now the hot game is Warzone. Yeah. And they, you know, they're, they're playing it. They like playing MLB, this show. Uh, they like playing Rocket League, a couple of them. And then you have a few hardcore gamers who will play League of Legends, Overwatch, uh, Grand Theft Auto V. Um, you know, Valorant's hot right now. So you got a couple guys playing that. Uh, but it always changes. What was um, an unusual thing a player asked you to do? An unusual thing that a player had asked me to do um i mean there's lots of different things i've been asked to do i remember once when i first got in the business as an agent mm -hmm. um a player named bj upton called me and asked me to go to gamestop and pick up a game and bring it over his house for mlb the show and this was years ago it was uh god he it was probably back in 2004 2005 and mm. he was in the game so he was so excited it was sold out by his house but i it was by my house so i bought it for him brought it over he invited over a friend of his name scott casimir and watching two players play themselves in the video game <laughs> back then um and watching them hear their name by the commentator for the first time was really cool and then and then seeing how mad they were when they were both like we're way better than our stats <laughs> so that was fun that sounds off that sounds so funny because you you watch a player plays play his own player and when he strikes out he's like oh i would have done i would have i would have hit a home run in, my, in real life every time yeah that that's what happens and now but now that's more common with twitch and live streaming and players are playing themselves all the time and you know, uh, they have the MLB The Show League going on right now. But back then, it was, it was yeah, that was the first time I'd seen anything like that. So um, you said you sold some collectibles? Like you had a collectible store? I never, I never had a store, um, but I did, I did sell memorabilia. I had exclusive relationships with David Wright, oh. Justin and BJ Upton, Clay Buckholtz, uh, Curtis Granderson, Ryan Zimmerman. So those were my core clients. And then I worked, I had an agreement with Major League Baseball for a couple of years where I did a lot of the memorabilia and set up all the signings and handled the game used equipment for the Futures game, which is the biggest all-star game in the league. It's uh, two days before the, the main all-star game oh. for, minor, for minor leaguers. So um, what was the most interesting thing you, um, you, sold, you sold memorabilia? 
So yeah, what was I, the most interesting memorabilia you saw? Um, well, well, the most interesting thing I guess I sold or most valuable, I sold David Wright's rookie glove, fielding glove at the Whoa. end of the season. Um, there's only one of them. Uh, so someone has it out there somewhere, but that, that was pretty cool. Um, getting bases from the league. Um, you know, when, when Derek Jeter uh, played in his last all-star game at Yankee Stadium, I have one of the bases at second base. It was signed by Evan Lagoria. He hit a game-tying double in the game, so I still have that. I didn't sell it, but, um, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But things like that where you only have one of them and you can't really get any more, those are kind of fun to have. You probably have, like, a lot of stories about being an agent. Can you tell me another story about uh, you as an agent? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you a story when I was a memorabilia agent. I um, was in New York. And I'd been working with David Wright since he was in the Florida State League in A-ball. He had just been called up to the major leagues. And um, I was at his apartment, and he had just moved in. It was his first, um, I think, home game at Shea Stadium. And we were doing an autograph signing, and we were doing it like in the lobby of the, of the hotel because he hadn't even really finished unpacking or anything yet. Yeah. And, you know, basically uh, – He's like, Emil, someone said hello to me today. I said, yes, so what? Who cares? And he said, no, they recognized me. They knew who I was. I'd never met them before, and they said hello to me. And he was so excited. And then, you know, three months later, every single person in New York was wearing his jersey, and he was on billboards, and, you know, everyone knew who he was. But it, it's fun to see for me, just like with the video game, when these guys start that first moment or, or one of their first moments when they realize – that uh, they're a recognizable name or they're slowly becoming, yeah. you know, a celebrity as an athlete. That's always fun for me. Yeah. It's got to be a fun time. Like, you got to be there with the player as they first uh, – as they get this first appearance of this uh, celebrity. Yes, yeah. It's fun when, when I was an agent and players got called up too. I had several players make the major leagues, so that was always fun as well. We have a couple of questions left. Sure. Um, so first, uh, I, I asked all my guests for a rapid fire quiz. So, uh -oh. and uh, you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Outside or inside? Inside. Car or motorcycle? Uh, car. Chair or couch? Couch. Football or football? Football. Pool or beach? Pool. Netflix or Disney Plus? Netflix. Hot dog or hamburger? That's a tough one. I, I think I have to have one of each. <laughs> so for the final question, my listeners are asking, what is your highest score in bowling? I'm not sure, but I think it's somewhere around 180. Mm. 180. Did you have a good game? Yeah, I, I must have been getting lucky, or the or the uh, the bowling alley made it a lot easier for me to hit <laughs> the pins or something. So I'm I'm thankful that you came and stopped by for our show, and I hope to talk to you soon and see how yeah. your uh, EA esports career is going on. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah.
Thank you. Wasn't Emil great? Now, what would Sports Talk be without Liss? Bupkis. So here's my list of the day. Top 5 Draft Teams. This might surprise some experts like Mel Kuyper, but the Patriots are my number 5. They needed a quarterback early, but they got some OTs that helped their line. They also helped their defense, so even if they don't have a good quarterback, they can get some stops on defense and help their offense out. Number 4. The Ravens got what they needed, but got more weapons for Lamar, like Devin DuVernay and J.K. Dobbins, a Texas wide receiver and an Ohio State running back. Who would have thought? Number three, the Raiders. They got weapons on the outside. Henry Ruggs, the speedster. Number two. The Bucks. Brady needed some protection from the Patriots, but he didn't get it. When he came to Tampa, they drafted some some protection so he can get it to Mike Evans and Gronkowski. Number one, the Miami Dolphins. They got they drafted Tua. They drafted offensive linemen, wide receivers, defense. Cornerbacks, they could have built the whole team over again as how many drop picks they had. Time for a great comeback season in Miami. Alright, thanks for joining me on this edition of Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Until then, see ya! You can find the Little Man Big Mouth podcast on your favorite podcast service. Listen, subscribe, and review to let others know how much you love the show. You can also follow us on Instagram, Little Man Big Mouth Show. This has been a Hefeweizen podcast production.